Hey everyone, welcome to the Threadcast. This is Ryan Smith speaking. Uh, it's been a while since I've done one of these, and uh, it's been my intention to do them weekly, and I have failed at that. And I don't know the reason why, to tell you the truth, but um, I'm just kind of biting off the idea that you just have to do it each week. And and so, uh, yeah, here we go. We're going to dive into this a little bit, and we're we're in, we're doing this triangle thing here, at Common Thread, and it's this idea that to seek a healthy and balanced life, right? Something we all want. Um, and I really feel like this this triangle thing is something we've stumbled upon um, and it's not something we created in the sense of like from scratch, but uh, we've honed it a little bit and wrestled with it. And uh, I feel deeper and deeper that this, it just keeps pulling me back to, this is a conversation piece that everybody needs to have. Um, <clears throat> this idea that there's three areas of your life, right? Three areas that everybody has, the uh, the self tribe and world that that all through those areas um, are, are areas whether you're a believer or not these are areas that you need to focus in on. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that clock, that bird. That's a uh, it is it is nine p.m. That is that is my bird chime. <laughs> I love it. Um, but the idea of self tribe and, and community that that those are all three areas of our lives that we should focus in on that we all have. Um, just how intentional we are with them, right? And and if we're good, then all three of those tribes, if you can imagine them being on a spoke or on a on a wheel, they're going to be equidistant from each other, right? Um, because they're all balanced. But the truth is, we're just we're just not right. We're, we we never have all three of those balanced perfectly. Um, sometimes we're good at taking care of ourselves, but we neglect our tribes, or we neglect the world around us, or vice versa, right? You know. Um, and those that say that they are perfect or equidistant, you wouldn't use the word perfect, but we think we're doing well in it, right? Um, they're just pretending, right? And what I found is that if you engage in the tribe long enough, that it's going to see through that charade, charade, I like that word. It's going to see through um, the, the, the falseness, the fakeness, the mask that we put on. And um, yeah, that's where I find myself today, actually, um, is we're in... The, uh, the the part of the triangle called tribe, and um, yeah, this is one I'm I'm struggling with to be honest with you. Um, now what's kind of funny is I'm really good at tribe. Um, I can teach about tribe. I love tribe. Um, I could I think I do my best teaching in small groups in that kind of area. Um, better at that <clears throat> than necessarily preaching, and I just love the concept of tribe. But currently. Um, I'm 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 seriously um, just neglecting that area of my triangle, right tribe, and hadn't quite noticed it until um, recently. And so um, today in tribe, we're supposed to be we're talking about connection. We talked about insight last week, and um, just want you to know that uh, today I'm speaking to you, speaking to myself. Really, I don't know who listens to this, but um, speaking to myself. Um, not as an expert in this, really as a failure. <laughs> You're going to listen to a failure today on it. but uh, And most of what I'm going to be sharing today is not what I have come up with necessarily. It's what Sid uh, Bridges, one of our uh, amazing guys uh, in the UK, um, shared this morning in our, in our uh, gathering, our Zoom gathering that we have online. Um, that if you're needing to connect with somebody or a group of people, man, that's a great place to do it. There's some great people on there. Um, so anyways, connections. 
uh, really definition connection is right. It's touch, right? The idea that, 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 that you touch and, and, um, at, at, at the forefront, it's a, it's a physical touch, right? It's this idea that literally that you connect with somebody, you touch with them, that you have to be with them. But I think at Common Thread, we, we've kind of pushed the boundaries on what touch means, that um, we actually are, I believe, deeply touching each other um, through um, over the ocean, right? Through the internet wave that we, that we have proven that you can have connection um, and not have to be physically present now. Physical presence is huge. Um, it's important. Um, I, don't, I don't deny that at all. I just simply say that sometimes we've said, well, you can't have like good um, connection with people unless you're physically present. And I don't know that that's true. Now, um, so I'm going to be pushing back and forth with myself on that some. But the first question that Sid brought up is, where do we have connections, right? And very simply, you know, you start with you know family, uh, friends, the idea of of connection with your immediate family, and then you've got your extended family, you've got your close friends, then um, possibly your neighbors, um, and then you know community community groups that you might join, or uh, your small groups inside your church, um, or there's you know sporting groups. I, I know several families that their whole lives they they revolve around each other because they they they're at a baseball field or a football field or a basketball. You know, or or the pitch, whatever it might be, on a continual basis, week in, week out, sharing life, putting up the chairs and bringing out the cooler, right? And and that's their connection. Um, you know, some people do it through game nights. Um, you know, I currently have got a new connection group through pickleball. Um, there's a group of us that meet um, not on a scheduled time, but just over time, we've got to know each other, right? And so for you, where, where are your groups at in your life? Where are your connection groups? You know, are, what, which ones um, did I name or which ones could you have that weren't named? To so give that a thought real quick. The next thing um, Sid challenged us with is the depth of our connection, right? And he used a great example of the tap or, you know, that's the British version, uh, the faucet, right? You know, the idea that, that, that we're all blessed to have running water in our homes, and the idea that you can go to the faucet, you can go to the tap, you can turn it on slowly, or you can open it up full tilt, right? And then um, the more you open it up, the faster it's going to flow. And then he talked about, you know, you could take the example to the hose that you even get a faster flow. Then I went to the idea of like a um, a water hydrant, um, or even then, you know, he talked about a river. And then if it's raining hard, the river's running even faster. And, and the idea that he was throwing out is that depending upon your flow, right, is the depend is is how great um, your connection can be, right? You can have this idea that it can be a great flowing and a trickle, but I even thought, he didn't say this today, but I thought about what he was saying, is that um, we have a phrase here in the States, I don't know about there in the UK, we have the phrase, um, you know, drinking from the water hydrant, or, the, the you know, this idea that you open up the water hydrant, um, and it just, you know, you got your mouth wide open and it just blasts you and it's going to knock you way back, right? Sometimes um, the flow can be too much. The connection can be too much. Like sometimes we do need breaks from our tribe, right? Let's let's at least, at least establish that. You know, sometimes tribes aren't healthy, whatever it might be. Um, but there is that that goes on. Um, the other thing he talked about in flow um, that I thought was really good was he talked about the idea that... Um, that the flow has to be both directions, right? You know... Um, this, this makes me think about the tide, you know, of the ocean. It goes in, comes out kind of deal. 
Um, but there is this idea that there's give and take in, in, in this tribal connection deal, this idea that for a healthy tribe connection, that there has to be give and take. It can't be flow just out of one, 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 one direction, right? Um, kind of a double flow going on, if you will. Um, I just thought of the didgeridoo, right? You know how they blow that circular breathing kind of deal. Um, that's a whole nother analogy. I'm just analogizing, analogizing all over the place, aren't I? Um, but, um, Connections are dependent on flow. The idea of that you have to have that flow of give and take to have a healthy connection. And the passage that he used this morning that I love, it's one of my favorite ones, and so I love that he used it, was from Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And it is the perfect example of what church should be, but it really is um, the idea of what connection is. And just listen to it and, and, and hear, uh, you know, if you haven't, looked at it recently, look at Acts 2, 42 through 47. I just want to read it to you. And it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together, and they had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Right. So if you go look into that passage and you dive deeper into it, you can just see all kinds of examples of connections being made. You see themes of like commitment, of sacrifice, of togetherness, of generosity, um, they're sharing experiences, encounters through breaking of bread, through eating, through giving, through 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 meeting, right? All those things, and and Sid made an incredible point that for us, the direction that we want to take this uh, connection even deeper is to be centered around Jesus, right? Um, and for, I know for some people that might be listening that you know you're not ready for this Jesus guy, and I get that. Um, and so you might need to pause on that part a little bit, but I do want to encourage you, man, there's something about having a connection that's based on something higher than you are. Um, and, if, and if you're struggling with just the concept of Jesus, um, I'd love to hear who Jesus is to you, because I, I might struggle with him as well. Um, I've been reintroduced to him lately, and I think um, I think he's a pretty cool cat. Um, but there is this idea that, that for, for many of us, this this centeredness, this intentionality is 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 more than just a a club group or a drinking group or a knitting group. It's a it's a group that's focused on a better life centered around Jesus. And so Acts two forty two through forty seven is a great example of this idea that deep connections um, are dependent on flow. This idea of give and take that there's even in that example they're 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 giving in of each other and taking from each other and there's just some cool stuff going on. And finally Sid closed with this idea, idea that deep connections, that true connections, um are really um he, and I don't know if he said this or I took the notes down, but it's basically this idea that you have to be willing to share of yourself, of a personal, to truly get that deeper connection, right? There's this idea that you can you can expect other people to, to, to check on you, to ask things. You can do all that, but really, until you buy in and give to that situation, give to that relationship, give to that group of people, um, it's really not going to dive deeper, right? Um, so in college... Um, I think it was my junior or senior year. I can't remember which year it was. 
But um, one of my good friends, um, he lived in, in the town that our school was in. And his mom and dad, his dad was a professor at our, our university. And they lived out on a farm uh, out, of, out of town. And uh, at this farm, it wasn't like a huge farm, but it had this big pond with a dock. Um, and he had this basement. It was a two-story house with a basement. So I guess three-story actually um, house. But... We had this deal for the whole year where every Friday night, um, after whatever we were doing, we, there was about four or five of us, and we would go and do our own things, whether we were going on a date or hanging with other guys or doing whatever it is we were going to do. But about 11 to 12 o'clock at night, um, we would, um, now we, I went to a Christian school and we had curfew, and so we had to be in by 12, um, so 11 or 12 o'clock at night, we would head to his house. We would sign out of our dorms, and we would sign, you know, we'd, his mom and dad would kind of be our our chaperones, which is hilarious to think about in college, but that that's the, the world I lived in at the time. And we'd go to his house. Um, about 11 or 12, we'd all just kind of hang out in the basement, go to the basement. Um, no beers or anything like that. Pop up with some drinks, though, and, and start snacking until everybody got there. And then usually um, at some point early in the evening, we would uh, go outside, go to the dock, and uh, go swimming. And I'm not going to – more information you need to know, but uh, swimming suits were optional. Um, it was dark. It was midnight, you know, no lights out there. So we'd jump and swim for a little bit, and then we'd come back up to the basement. And then we'd end up playing some games, some cards, some rook. Uh, something like that. We ended up falling asleep probably about two, three, four in the morning. Wake up for lunch, and his mom would always make an incredible lunch. Oh, I actually learned how to make some fajitas from her. Uh, my my famous fajitas got came from her recipe. But we do that every Friday night, and there was nothing magical about it. But those guys um, in those moments. Just meeting together over and over again. There's, we would have some incredible conversations. Um, they weren't planned, right? Um, they weren't based off of a Bible study or a set of questions. But there was something about it where there was a deep, deep connection. And as I think about those guys, and as I think about what we're talking about connection-wise, I think for me, how I would define connection, what are what's ne- necessary to have a good connection is one is there needs to be consistency. Um, you know, there's this idea that that true connection doesn't happen in a one-time meeting. You know, I, I think sometimes you can do it with a counselor or in a, there's some some magical moments, if you will, but, but really it comes over time, right, that you build the relationship up over and over. You know, even with our pickleball group, you just go out there over and over again and you just see them over and over again. There, Something comes to where there's just this click that uh, there's this idea that there's consistency involved that you, you know, there's times you don't want to go, but you still go, or there's times where it's not convenient, whatever it is, but you still do it. There's, I think to have connection, there needs to be a consistent type of getting together. And when that's ignored, um, that connection is broken, right? And there's intentionality as well in this, right? And the intentionality is not necessarily that it's, uh, like a set of questions per se, but there is that we're going to meet and I think this is where I would get into what Sid was talking about being vulnerable, that, that, that you ask questions. You don't just spend time on yourself, but you ask others what's going on in their world, but then you're also willing 
to share of yourself, right? Um, there's that intentional intentionality that goes on. And so, so to me, there's that consistency and intentionality. Um, and that's when you have a deep connection. And the reason I say that is because those gentlemen, some of those gentlemen that, that, that I swam with, that I fished with, that I played games with, um, man, some of them were in my wedding. They were in my wedding. And that was what, man, what, 22 years ago somewhere? No, it seems, yeah, 20, 24, somewhere. I don't know, we were married in 98. Sarah and I never know when we got married, what anniversary we're having. But those guys were in my wedding. That's how that's how connected we were. And I'll be honest with you, I don't talk with any of them now at all. Um, and that's simply because that consistency and, and, and intentionality has left. You know, we've gone our separate ways. We see each other on Facebook some But we gave into other things, right? And so there is this idea that, that that connection is dependent on consistency and intentionality, the willing to, to ask, the willing to share, the willing to let people into your life. Um, yeah, so I think that's where if I'm just doing a self-examination, that's where I'm at these days is just the idea of needing that, uh, inviting people into my lives, into my life, um, sharing with them, being willing to do that. And then... Building that consistency. I think that's where I'm being challenged right now. So, so yeah, so those are my ramblings for the day. Um, I hope that gives you something to think about in your life about just how's your connection, right? In, in, the, in, the, in our triangle of tribe, right? In, in the area of tribe, when you're thinking about your connections, where are they? Who are they? And how can you get deeper in them, right? Um, is there some consistency that you need to, to work on or some intentionality or do you need to learn the art of asking questions and not let it just be focused on you all the time, right? Or, or do you need to be vulnerable, vulnerable enough to share? So open yourself up. Well, I hope that gives you something to think about. Um, I hope you have a great week. And if you have questions or you want to dive a little deeper into something, connect with me uh, either on Facebook or email Ryan at commonthread.church, or, or just uh, give me a call. Seven, you know, we can do that as well. So there you go. Hope you have a great day. Grace and peace to you.